1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we move into a big week of European and Scottish Cup action. It's Braga up next for Rangers with Nacho Novo calling for a more prominent role for Stephen Davis. Kenny Dalglish thinks the return of Kyogo gives Celtic a psychological boost ahead of Sunday's Cup semi. And Scotland women are in action tonight against Spain at Hamden. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson. Yeah, it's a big week again, Gordon, and a big week for Rangers. European game just round the corner, and then Celtic at the weekend in the post. Split fixtures also come out. It threw up some interesting games. Lots to talk about once again, and I'm glad to be here on a Tuesday night with my old pal Dale, rather than listening to boring Roger Hahn. I was going to say, what have I done to deserve mm. two helpings of this in one week? Uh, and the, the the nation is going to be all out of sorts And everyone out there is going to be thinking it's Thursday They're going to be thinking it's the weekend I have no idea what I've done to deserve two of you lot Well I did in come in I, I come in here tonight And I seen ball face there And I thought This is a quick week Ball face This is a quick week um, But uh, I'm missing Roger already uh, Mark's standing in um, That intro oh, wasn't wasn't as good as Roger's was it? No Roger Roger's precise Puts a bit of thought into Yeah least. closes the eyes Shirk all creased We <laughs> strand the hair down put, Plays the part very very well Roger uh, We will miss him tonight Especially beat the pundit But nice to have Mark here on a Tuesday Just for an extra shift Producer Chris actually said to me I was sitting on the couch here with Daz Are you? Are you on the night? <laughs> I said no I just hang about the studio mate for Just a, for the sake of it for a, for a cheap lukewarm coffee That you get in the office Before coming in He, he was missing us But uh, Mark's Mark, right Gordon Going on to the intro there the, the importance of the games Coming up Thursday night And then you've got the two Semi-finals The Scottish Cup Weekend Saturday and Sunday Great week to look forward To football 0141-951-1025 An extra incentive to call The more of you we get on the phones The less I need to listen to these two So please do me a favour Pick up the phone And let us know what is on your mind Because it is a big week As we said Braga Up next for Rangers With a bit of confidence You'd imagine Restored after that win against St Mirren At the weekend Lots of Thoughts though going around Does this mean Stephen Davis needs to play more Are we going to see more of Leon King Is Kamar Roof clearly the man to lead the line now All of those questions you can provide the answers to Celtic fans it feels like you're just permanently on a high at the moment Will that continue this week? Will that continue into the weekend? Let us know And as I said a big game at Hamden tonight Scotland women After a, a fairly interesting week off the pitch Are taking on Spain The mighty Spain at Hamden So it's 0141 951 1025 Pick up that phone And let us know What is on Your mind uh, Clearly Braga Is on Rangers mind First mark But the big games Are going to come thick and fast Over the next few days Yeah it's a big week um, Braga first up And Rangers you, You've got to say Rangers are well In the tie uh, And I get A lot of Rangers fans Were disappointed I think they were disappointed Because they set the bar so high When they went away to Dortmund And Red Star And they scored goals And, and, and they looked great In the counter attack And it wasn't quite That performance last week and Braga But they're still in there With a fighting chance And it'll be a different game Come Thursday Interesting thing about Sunday Was the team selection Some some players that we haven't seen For a while Some that Giovanni Van Bronckers Like Davis Hollander uh, was back in there as well That you thought well, What's going on with these guys Are they just surplus to requirements But they came in And they performed well 
And Roof took a bit of stick last week But he comes back with a hat trick So they'll have a lot more confidence Going into this game on Thursday Than they did last week Going into the first leg I think you've got to fancy Rangers Thursday Gorm I really do My big concern before uh, the weekend And I know people will say Well it's St Mirren in free fall Just now bottom six Not doing very well under a new manager um, my big concern was in front of goals Especially with the miss of Morelos I didn't think they looked a threat Roof will begin into this game Fully confidence It's a hat trick uh, I thought he played very well Scored his goals very well So I think that In front of a packed house here uh, The importance of the game 1-0 down I think Rangers must Must fancy themselves on Thursday night and it's how they recover as well So it's not only Thursday night I know managers say it's one game at a time The big ones But Van Bronckers has to broaden his thinking You know because it's only a couple of days later They go to Hamden to, to face Celtic And he knows that that's a huge game as well European run's been great for Rangers But domestically They must beat Celtic on Sunday So I wonder Team selection will be an interesting one come Thursday night If he's anything in his mind for Sunday or he just puts all the eggs in one basket And we now know what lies in store Between now and the end of the season The post-split fixtures have been announced Uh, We generally somehow find something to complain about within them But we should be used to it by now We have to by and large play the same teams The same number of times There will be one or two anomalies in there of course as always Um, But the post-split fixtures 23rd and 24th of April all kicks off We know Rangers go to Motherwell, we know that Celtic go to Ross County. You know, if Rangers drop points, that would then mean when Celtic host Rangers on May the 1st, the title could be won that day. If not, it rumbles on. So it's at that stage where you, you know what's in store and you're figuring out all the possibilities. Yeah, it's always fascinating at this stage of the season. But I, I think th- this year in particular was was quite unique because no one really knew how it was going to go with the teams in the top six with Motherwell just nicking in there in the 90 plus minutes Ross County but I, I thought the Celtic v Rangers would be the first game they usually always do that to avoid anything but that well, was always first or second first or second as, so, as early as they can really yeah yeah. so you know there's a possibility if Celtic beat Ross County Rangers drop points then it could actually mm. happen that what the league were trying to avoid Um some good games in store So looking forward to it And Craig has already tweeted to say There's a Glasgow Derby B teams playing each other tonight At Paradise as well Absolutely If you want to Give us your thoughts Maybe you're going along to that game Seeing the stars of the future Seeing some that you think Deserve a chance Between now and the end of the season It would be nice to hear from you As well 01419511025 Barry's a Celtic fan from Coatbridge To kick things off What's on your mind tonight Barry? Alright guys Alright hey, panel How's how you doing? Yeah good you I'm Barry good. I'm good. Uh, I just want to talk about uh, the transformation uh, Ange Postecoglou has made since coming into Scottish football. He's rehabilitated a team that was going nowhere since the very start of the season. And he's rehabilitated the team. He's introduced new players and stuff like that. He's got rid of, new, uh, he's got rid of players and stuff like that as well. And, and now, obviously, um, he's, he's, doing, he's, he's probably done Perhaps the best that any other manager could do in Scottish football. You know what I mean? Coming in and transforming and transforming the the look and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? With his philosophy and stuff like that. Um, yeah, Mark. I mean, there are different 
Chapter Or different junctions At which you'll get Particular praise Obviously if it's big games You're going to win cup finals It makes people sit up And take notice If he's beaten Rangers It makes people sit up And take notice But I think just the manner Of sun, of Saturday yeah. Just sort of made The Celtic fans think Right this is This is exactly what The manager's been trying To implement all along Exactly It was almost perfect On Saturday I've heard one or two people Having a wee go at St Johnson But listen I, I think Celtic could have done that To anybody on Saturday When you get players Playing uh, at their peak The top of their powers In a system That they've bought into Then you get that result I think that's the most impressive thing About Ange Postacoglu Getting transfers right is, is one thing That's that's great Because it's very hard to do Your recruitment And and Making the players that were already there Better is hard to do But getting them all to buy into a certain style And getting them to understand That a totally different way of playing Is so difficult to do In such a short space of time And every player that comes off the bench Or comes into the club Seems to pick it up really quickly They know it's a bit hard work When they've not got the ball And they put in the, the, the miles off the ball but when they get the ball, it's all about running as well. We see we see some of the fancy tricks and flicks from the creative players, but the running off the ball to create space is something that the manager's installed and the players have bought. And I think that's the most impressive thing he's done. Yeah, he's been brilliant, I've got to say. Um, you've got to give him credit, Gordon. You look at the squad inherited, the players that he lost, and you're not just talking about squad players, you're talking about quality players all the way through the team as well. Um, and his transfer markets have been excellent. You can't argue with that. They've been excellent. I never thought that I'd be standing here and thinking that this Celtic team at the beginning of the season is on course for a treble, and you wouldn't put it past them. They're okay. They've still got very difficult hurdles to go over. One coming at the weekend, which should be an absolute cracker. But he's just he's turned the fans. You know, there were doubters against him when he walked in because he didn't know his name. He get criticised for not bringing his own staff. He get criticised sometimes that he had to change his, his style of play. He never gave in to that. And he's reaped the benefits. And uh, I, I agree with Mark. We watched the game in the studio at the weekend. They were absolutely fantastic, excellent. They're playing some terrific football. Uh, he's got a very, very strong squad there. And he's building for not just to the end of the season. I'll be interested to see transfer market in the summer as well. So, at this moment for Celtic fans and Ange Postecoglou, everything is rosy in the garden. How confident are you that continues into the weekend, Barry? Very confident. Um, obviously, it's against the, the old firm. Uh, so it is. So um, I, I think I'm very confident that we'll get a result. Uh, and, uh, and obviously we'll be on course to uh, possibly win the treble Yeah I mean Mark you look at the goals that were scored I've seen a lot said about the, the spread of the goal scorers for a, for a start Six of them all signed by Ange Postacoglu yeah. this year yeah. um, What was it 41 passes I think in the lead up to to Matt O'Reilly's goal before goal. he sticks it in the top corner well, uh, yeah. You can understand why fans like Barry who were there they just they just liked what they saw. Ah, well, it, who wouldn't? Apart from Rangers fans, I mean, even for the St. neutral Johnson fans, St. Johnson fans, maybe, hated maybe hated I, they, 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 they applauded it. To be fair, they, no, they've gone by that point. They, they, uh, they were up the road. There. But it was it's what you watch football for. You you watch it for you know free flowing attacking football with an end product. Celtic had that at the weekend. I mean, all their big players turned up. The goals they scored. You're right to mention that O'Reilly goal. It was terrific. We were standing here in the studio, and me and Daz were. Looking at the passes, thinking 
Does this seriously result in a goal at the end of it just because we were a few seconds behind? It was sensational when you see it, Greg Taylor starting the corner. So, I mean, the only, the only small criticism, is that I'm laughing saying it, is that they missed a couple of glaring opportunities to make it even more. But the, the strength that they've got coming off the bench now, when you're bringing on guys that, that scored two goals, I really could have had a hat-trick. You know, and then Kyogo's involvement. It's just pleasing for the Celtic fans to see Because they knew they had something good But when the injuries started to stack up before Christmas They thought it may have been scuppered In fairness to the manager He got players in He knew he could do this, the same job as those he'd lost Yeah, he's been he's been excellent I, th- I agree with Mark I, I thought the O'Reilly goal We looked at each other and thought how many passes was that? I think I started a tea cake at that and they're still passing the ball. I think you lost count at 11. I, I, maybe. Which is decent and concentration by your standards. 40 40 41, yeah. yeah, it was a bit boring. That sort of football is a bit boring. Get up the pitch <laughs> a bit quicker, be more positive. But in, when you say about the passing, the finish was quality as well, Gordon. But things are good for Celtic in the fact that they've got Strength and depth You look at their bench that They're able to afford to come on the pitch Fans favourite Kyogo come on at the weekend as well I don't know Jack and Marcus obviously with his injury I don't know what the situation is just now But You know Turnbull's come back Tom Rogic is at the top of his game um, They're in a very As I said They're in a very very good place um, Especially leading up to uh, Which probably a very important game at the weekend a semi-final to get to the final because I think if Celtic got to Scottish Cup final and they've still to beat Rangers and it will be a very difficult game let's not be kidded you would fancy them against Hibs or Hearts and I hope Andy Halliday's not listening obviously a gold machine listen you can't burst that guy's bubble no, after the weekend you should have machine. seen him in here last oh, night I can imagine uh, absolute gold machine now um, you would fancy Celtic if they got through and Sunday to be firm favourites for that as well The league for me is already in the bag Gordon Especially looking at the fixture. The great thing about this show though Is that it keeps your feet in the ground I mean imagine it You score a double Edinburgh Derby You think you're 10 feet tall Man of the match Standing ovation But by Monday you're reduced to Hugh Keevan's taxi driver Do you know what I mean? Just crashing back, yeah, back but, down but to earth Shuggy's got a way of doing that He, he just brings you right back down to earth But uh, no it was great to see Andy doing that I, I I love Andy I think he's a fantastic player My ambition's just to see him Getting to the 75 minute mark In a derby maybe <laughs> Before getting that You always board. take the big players off When we get the standard uh, ovation Yeah yeah. By the way Who was it Was it Roger Or was it the game On Saturday Well, Did it come through That Boyce scored And then Andy Halliday Might have got the final touch No I think he, I think the other way around I think he thought Boyce got a touch on Andy's second I watched goal. the highlights I was going to phone you Roger's eyesight's gone say, I know, I know. What's uh, uh, anyway, That's why he's not on the show tonight yeah, we're, 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 we're getting <laughs> him out gently Thank you Barry 01419511025 There is an update actually from Ange Postacoglu On Giacomakis today He said there's nothing concrete They're awaiting scan results But the hope is that it's not too bad He does say David Turnbull is carrying a knock After the weekend By the way no wonder Turnbull's carrying a knock The amount of heavy tackles he took In a short space of time But Giacomakis What sounds a bit Touch and go Doesn't it It's a good replacement to have When you've got Kyogo back That's what I'm saying How Celtic are such a good place now You know You, you look at Jack Mack He's been in terrific form Gordon He really has Player of the month Scoring goals A real threat And he gets Maybe gets injured Maybe misses Massive game at the weekend You're thinking mm. Oh how are we got to replace him 
you brought Kyogo off the bench at the weekend and got some minutes into his legs. So that's why I'm saying they're in a good place just now, Celtic. Let's bring in Ross, who's a Celtic fan, and see what is on his mind tonight. Hi, Ross. Hi, guys. How you doing? All right, Mark Gordon. How's it going? Um, I'm all right. I want to go to Paradise to see the. To ah, you going to the big So, yeah, I'm going to go along tonight. I just want to give, give the young guys a shout tonight because obviously it's a chance for us fans to go and see potentially who can be coming into the first team. Um, so it's a good opportunity for us to go and see these guys. So I'm glad that Celtic are put on on the event at Parkhead tonight. Yeah, I, I wonder what the crowd will be like. I mean, it was a far cry from my era, but in your era, oof, they used to play. Saturday. The games, the yeah, reverse fixture. So yeah. if it was at Celtic Park, the big game, the reserves would be Ibrox and used to get big crowds. I hope a big crowd actually goes along. Yeah, see for a see for a young kid, and we've been, we've been there. I, I joined Rangers right after school, Gordon, in sixteen. And you're right, Mark. When the first team were away playing at Celtic Park, you played at three o'clock, and the people that couldn't go at that game, they would come along and support the young players, and they would have a look at what was going to come through the ranks. Obviously, very impressed with myself at the times, and you know crowds. Crowd. Who's this guy that keeps running into trouble? <laughs> Just a million miles an hour. Yeah, he keeps running the, the ball. He keeps running the ball out of play. But I, I, I remember playing in these games, and and sometimes you the, be twenty plus thousand. It was incredible. And see for a young player. Just getting used to that and people in there and the atmosphere because most other games you were playing in front of a few hundred, but the minute it was Celtic and uh, you know the, the attention was brought to it, and I'm delighted that supporters going along there to support the young players tonight. I mean, the thing about these post split fixtures, Ross, we don't know when Celtic will, will wrap the league up, of course, or if I should say, even because although the feeling amongst lots of people is that they've done enough, it is still six points, so it's going to go on. At least a couple of weeks Unless something drastic happens If it does happen early-ish Would you like to see some more youngsters Given a chance Before the end of the season? Yeah definitely uh, I'm all for young players um, So I, I think Anne just for it as well um, I think he's tried to get young players in I think it's just hard though with the, with the squad that we've got Because we are playing so well It's hard to give them a game But yeah I'm definitely for it If we that the league up As soon as possible Then it's a chance for these guys To get game time And hopefully Maybe next year we might see more of them. Um, but I've just got one quick point, and I'll make it quick. Um, just based on obviously, I know we're coming to the end of the season. Where do you guys think Celtic would look at maybe strengthening? Because I, I was sitting on Saturday watching the game, and I was thinking to myself, I generally don't know where we're weak. I don't know where we need to strengthen. I don't know. Mark, um, it's a good point. Um, well, centre half, I think. Could still be an issue in reserve Now I know you've got Julian You've got Welsh But how fit is Julian Does Ange Postacoglu fancy him I think how... he's fit But that second point might be more Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't think that would be a bad one Left back again I know you've Greg Taylor's been excellent You've got skills there But would you need someone else Or do you just stick with Swapping Juranovic over him And bringing yeah, him Yeah you in? could do that um, I mean attacking wise It's hard to get better than than what they are at the minute They seem to have a good mix up there Of course signing Jota is, is Well I was going to say Surely is the first priority Signing Carter Vickers Trying obviously to get Carter Vickers and Jota And then if you can't Then you need to make sure The replacements yeah. are Well if you, if you win the league And you get the, that money For the Champions League The first protocol has got to be Sign those two Because they've made such an impact At either end of the pitch And that's where you win the title Either end of the pitch Obviously Celtic were struggling Last year defensively and Carter Vickers has been rock solid So I would pay the money 
for him They paid What was it 7 million for Julian mm. So surely they can push a boat out For somewhere For him Especially getting into Europe And Jota I mean he's just been a revelation Since he's came to Celtic Fans love him He creates That's the thing with Jota His end product Is is exceptional as well It's not just the The fancy step overs And flicks The the, the amount of assists And goals he scores mm. You know You're going to need that Next is that, year Is that the priority? Uh, for for me it's quite simple I, I would go centre back Left back for cover And three new ball boys To get the ball in quickly Because <laughs> that's the way he plays Very quick um, I just I think they've got riches In the middle of the park They've got quality players In there Gordon The front line Is is very well occupied In the wide areas Remember you're still guys Like James Forrest To come back in there You wonder if Mikey Johnson's got to make Another run at it Or, or he's now Away down the pecking order Jota is a must As Mark says Maeda You've got Jack and Marcus Kyogo there's, there's a lot of riches there So I don't think He needs a big transfer window But I would look at cover And I'm not saying that Starfelt and Carter Vickers Who for me has been absolutely brilliant this season But just in case anything yeah. with Julian And a left back to Did help. you come up with anything Ross When you were having a think about it? Um, well As I say I, I like Maeda out in the wing And I think Joe uh, Marcus and Kyogo's Potentially only were two strikers So I think maybe another backup um, Potentially a left back I, I, I like Taylor I think he's come on He's come on leaps and bounds But I don't know about skills. I'm still, I'm still. It's fifty fifty, but I think a left back and maybe a striker. Mm. Um, so I think, as I say, I'm just a bit unsure where and you might look at. Well, we'll find out in the summer. Thank you very much to Ross. It's so one four one nine five one one zero two five Rangers fans. It's a big week for you. Nacho Novo has been speaking recently, saying Stephen Davis should be playing a much bigger role for your team between now and the end of the season. Is that something you go along with? Would you like to see him given more game time? If not, who does? What What needs to happen between now and the end of the campaign? We'll hear from him and, of course, from you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here and it's not Thursday. For some reason, they've drafted Wilson in off the subs bench. And you're getting a double helping this week I know, I'm sorry Glad to be here Heartfelt Help apologies I'm not 0141 If you want to get your point across That's the number And if you would rather tweet instead You can do that as well At Clyde SSB Rangers fans We did say it was a good time for you To pick up the phone Because it's a huge week I feel like the weekend was a bit of a A learning curve maybe Getting a look at some other players Seeing some youngsters Some fringe players It was obviously the most convincing win uh, for a while So is that giving you Any more confidence Ahead of a big week Any players you think Should come in And, and make a difference Against Braga And beyond Let's hear from you right now And what about this name This is um, I'm sure On everyone's lips It came up a little bit Last night Nacho Novo Not that name With no disrespect to Nacho He believes Stephen Davis Should be playing A much bigger role For Rangers He thinks Davis still has what it takes To produce in the big games Stephen Davis Is a great player I think he's one of the best midfielders at the same time, I'm not watching everyday training, so I don't know what Giovanni think, or I really don't know. For me, he's, he's, he's a great player, and I think he's still he's still got um, still got the the passion to play and still got the the engine, you know, to to keep going. You need to respect every manager decision he's making, um, but. 
for me personally, I, I would play Davies all day long. Keep hearing a lot of this, Gordon DL, about Stephen Davis and why he's not been playing more and the role he could play between the end, now and the end of the season. Is that something you would go along with? Uh, yeah, still get the ability. I think he's still uh, a top class player, um, Gordon. Um, he hasn't been in the team as much as he probably would have liked. Um, but you look in at that midfield, you've got Jack, Kamara, Rebo, you've got Lindstrom that was playing well. So it was very difficult to get in. But the one thing I think, especially in the bigger games when you need to take control of the middle of the pitch, you need to keep the ball, you need to keep that, you know, the passing and the moving going. I think there's, you know, he's, he's as good as anyone on his day, uh, Davis. Are they still Plenty of games in the tank. Yes, I do agree with that as well. It'll be interesting to see what happens this season with them. But you can't be experienced sometimes, especially in the big games. He knows how to play. He knows how to keep the ball. Uh, he's a very, very talented player. But it's up to the manager who looks at the opposition and may think he needs a different type of midfield player in there to suit the system. I was interested to hear Andy Halliday on last night, Mark, who obviously is a massive fan of Stephen Davis, probably you know, was a fan of him, then became a teammate, knows exactly what he can do. And whilst he acknowledged that he is obviously brilliant, he was just wanting, a, I think, a more cautious approach in terms of, remember, he, he, you know, there was a reason that he, he dropped out of the team after not having a great start to the season. And yes, he could have played more, but let's not just get too carried away and assume that, you know, one player of Stephen Davis's age can come in and be the saviour and, and run big games but maybe he can that, that was just Andy's take on it well I, I believe he still can I, I didn't see any evidence that his legs were gone that he looked a mile off the pace I think players you know form can go up and down Steve Davis is is no exception to that so I think there has been occasions that he could have come in the team I think when you're looking for somebody to keep the ball like Daz was saying or play forward passes, I don't think there's many better in that Rangers squad that can do that. Um, but Rangers find a formula, you know, with Jack and Lundstrom. Lundstrom came onto a game in that, that area. Kamara's also been good. Um, then, of course, you add in Ramsey and Aribo. So there's huge competition in that area. But I suppose when those players go off the boil, I think the Rangers fans wonder, why is Stephen Davis not been given a... Uh, more of an opportunity I still think he can do a job for Rangers and you look at that game coming up on Thursday night would that suit him perfect would people run away from him uh, no I think that will be a game but that then the big question Mark is Mark, who, who, do you leave who, who is he going to leave out that, well, you that, leave out some of the players that have not been I, I totally agree listen Davis Davis hasn't had his greatest season but if you look at other players Kamara dipped in for him Aribo dipped in for him uh, getting taken out of the team Jack obviously long time in injury Lundstrom was going up and down like a yo-yo one minute he was the best thing since slides back Next probably minute, injured as well after yeah, the weekend yeah and then people were saying uh, you know he shouldn't have been the team but then the boy come on to a game so uh, I agree with Matt if, put it this way if Davis plays on a Thursday night or he plays at Hamden in the, at the weekend against Celtic I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too concerned Because the one thing he is He's a very talented football player Let's bring in Stuart Who's a Rangers fan And see what he makes of it all Stuart, what's your point tonight? Yeah, I've actually got two points The first point is about the young boy Alex Lowry mm-hmm. uh, Rangers uh, but after, I was on the phone in the other night And the guy just phoned me back I would be shocked if Rangers If he didn't sign a contract For the, the reported £5,000 a week He's a talent He's a very, very good talent 
uh, I'm surprised. I don't know if he's injured or not. I know he's been carrying or not. I'd be surprised if he didn't get into the team, maybe on the sub bench on Thursday, if he's fit. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mark, that I think he was injured or is. Um, it's funny how these things nowadays. I think he put up a picture on his Instagram or something the other night with a egg timer emoji, and people are going, "What's this? Does this mean he's going to sign a contract, or does it just mean that he's close to returning Honey's from injury, cooking eggs, or he's mm-hmm. yeah, playing a boiled playing egg. a board game?" Um, <laughs> but I'm boiled. I listening to Stuart. And the impression you get from Rangers fans is they would certainly like, firstly, to see a lot more of him between now mm. and the end of the season, and then, yes, to, to perhaps see him extend his contract. Well, when we've seen him, he does look a quality player. I mean, 18 years old, seven seven appearances so far, a couple of goals in there. I mean, he, he looks a talent. Uh, and I think that's what's been missing for Rangers for a long time. Talent who comes right through the club and gets a chance at first-team level. And the fans take... To kids like that You know They want to champion them They want them in the team They want them Around the squad Every week And he If he's been injured Well fair enough But if he's been Excluded um, No I think there was Certainly an injury situation Right okay So he's been injured If he's back Then he should be in Around the first team Because he certainly looks like A player that Rangers Can develop Into something special And uh, if there's a new contract on the table I'm sure Rangers fans will be desperate for them to sign up Because you've seen the likes of Billy Gilmore no, mm. Much younger Going yep. south That's not what they need at the minute They need homegrown talent Don't get me wrong I think his current contract does last till next year Gordon mm-hmm. But um, as we know what can happen when you enter the last year and so on It's not like he's going to walk away this summer um, But would that be something Rangers should look to address? I'm, yeah. I'm assuming they already are looking at it, certainly. I'd be very surprised if they're not, Gordon. There'll be negotiations with a young lad. He is a, he is a talent, up and coming. Uh, he's unfortunate just now that um, he's in the same position. He's in that mix where, you know, if you look at the middle of the park um, for Rangers, it's uh, there's some very good players in there, international players he's up against. You might see, depending how the season goes for Rangers, um, you know, you might see a bit more of them. I, I, I like Lowry. I think he's a very, very good player. Um, I'd like to see him being given more game time, but he's got to earn it. Like most players, it's okay saying, you know, you come on as sub and you do a bit and you you score a goal and you've had seven appearances. You've got to be consistent. That's what the manager will be looking for. And I also like the look of the young boy at the back, and I said it for the minute I seen him, Leon King. I think he looks a terrific prospect. Um, Stuart, we heard from Nacho over there saying Stephen Davis needs to be playing a bigger role between now and the end of the season. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. I could have actually met with Nacho a couple of times. I a hundred percent. You see the difference when he come on. I don't know if he's whatever he's, if he's been carrying injury or he's just not been full of that. But uh, yeah, I think he'll be playing. He'll be playing on Thursday and he's got to play on Sunday. He's got to. He's. You can see the difference when they come on. He, he knows how to uh, how to tell Rangers players what to do and pass the ball. And he was, I think, I, I think, I definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, Mark, I don't think there was necessarily an injury. Um, I think it was more just to do with not being being picked at, at that time. How different is the the challenge now? Everyone, and maybe we do it unfairly, obsess over age and legs and have they gone and and all the rest of it. Um, but the, the type of challenge St Mirren poses versus Braga or Celtic, it, is it different? Does it suit Stephen Davis the same for all of those games or is it going to be certain 
occasions I, I honestly think the game against Braga Would suit them better Than the game against Celtic Celtic You know Are so powerful In that area um, You know A lot of running power And I still think Stephen Davis fit enough But look, When you get to 37 You do lose some of your sharpness You're not as fresh as you once were But I think the game against St Marin A game, game against Braga as well Coming up Where you have a lot of the ball but it's what you do in possession that's the important thing. I think Stephen Davis always looks forward when he gets the ball. He always looks to hit one of those front three or spread to play. I think when you're Kent or you're a Rebo or you're roof through the middle, I think you thrive off that as a midfielder, that you know when he gets it, it's going to be wrapped into you and it gives you the best opportunity to go. You know, with Lundstrom and Jack sometimes, you know, they tend to go sideways or back to keep possession. It's not wrong with that, but if you're a forward player, one of that forward three, you want the ball played forward and Davis brings that. Thank you sure It's 01419511025 If you'd like to join in We'd certainly like to have you So pick up the phone And we'll speak to you next After I run this by you Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals 11 of them At the weekend For Celtic yeah. and Rangers Did yeah. you notice 11 goals combined Have you been doing the arithmetic? Don't be silly We've now hit the £25,000 mark On Super Scoreboard's Ooh. Golden Goals Incredible It's a really simple competition I'm sure you've all heard it by now We started with a grand back in January And every time Celtic or Rangers score We add at least £250 to the jackpot They got 11 this weekend alone Rangers are back in European action on Thursday Every time they score it's 250 Then they face each other at the weekend And we're going to up it to 500 at the weekend Because they play each other So just think what that number could look like Never mind at the end of this weekend What about the end of the season Because it runs right up until Scottish Cup final day So you've got about a month But you would be crazy to hang around You might as well get involved right now By texting GOAL to 61025 G-O-A-L to 61025 It is £2 to text Plus your standard message rate over 18s only And the full terms and online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday 21st of May And just one last reminder That's GOAL to 61025 Give us a call Let's hear from you 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson's here on a Tuesday night It's throwing me off as well I am a, I'm apologetic uh, Gordon Diel is alongside him And it's 01419511025 You still coming back on Thursday as well? I don't know Jeez. Am I invited? Mm, unfortunately yes You can come along on Thursday uh, we'll have to wait and see But it is the usual number If you want to get in touch Don't forget you can tweet us Your thoughts as well At Clyde SSB It's a big night for Scotland Women's national team An 8-0 defeat The last time they played Spain uh, Can they go any better tonight We'll go to Hamden And speak to Gabriel In the not too distant future But in the meantime Let's just go back To the phones And speak to Thomas Who's a Celtic fan What or who Have you got on your mind tonight Thomas I got the face how Mark and Gaza It's about Cameron A couple of flickers Got him yep. Now I've, Since he came back It's actually been a revelation And he's actually He's actually made Carol uh, Starfield Play a bit better You know when Starfield Obviously first played He was It was a nightmare I didn't think he would He would be <coughs> Actually in the defence Long term But when When Carol Flickers Came there he, he seems to Make Starfield Play a bit better and I think at the end of the season, I think we should go all out and, and sing, sing them. Definitely. I, I don't care how much, how much he's worth. Just go and get him, him and Edgar, uh, but especially Vickers for at the back. See, Not, especially Vickers, says yeah, Thomas. Yeah. I'm interested because I feel like a few months ago, Jota was 
Clearly miles ahead In that debate For some people But maybe it's just The consistency The sort of always Being there Maybe he's getting better as well And a lot of people are I'm not saying you have to pick one I'm not making up some scenario But I feel like a lot of people Are edging towards Carter Vickers If they did need to pick one yeah, Or maybe, yeah. I've, maybe I'm overstating A goal against Rangers Always helps that Doesn't it But um, you look at the stats um, 19 goals against a season Pretty special Compared to the, the kind that Where Celtic were last year You know You look at the combinations Of centre-halves That they had last year The problems that they had They looked easy to play against Easy to score against um, See on that then Is Carter Vickers the real deal Or Is it because There were so many problems Last season He's, I, he's on to a winner If you know what I mean I'm not trying to take anything away from him yeah. I'm just trying to establish no, I, How good he is understand what you're saying Because the, the team in terms of pressing And everything that goes with it Is so much better But no I think He is the real deal I think you can see When he comes up against A, a top striker How physical he is But he's got pace as well And he's good in the ball And that's the important thing For a, an Ange Postacoglu centre half I think Starfelt has to work in that It's pretty obvious He has to work in that But Thomas's point In making Starfelt better I agree with that But I also think that the longer the season went on and the more Starfield played with whoever was beside him and he got a good run of games beside somebody, a partner, he would have got better anyway. But I think Carter Vickers and him look a good partnership and I, I think it's a no-brainer for most Celtic fans to sign him. I mean, Julian, seven million quid. Was Carter Vickers, is it quoted six? Was it six plus? So you'd think Celtic would, would take that offer up. Yeah, um, I can't disagree with anything my my colleague Narite the says there, Gordon. Um, I think that Mark's on the money. He has been terrific. I think he has made uh, Starfield better. The proof is there. If you look at 33 league games, 19 goals conceded, that's part of a, a back four and a goalkeeper, basically. That's what they, they, they pride themselves on, um, you know, fewest goals they possibly can. And Carter Vickers... He'll probably be up there for running a player a year for me this year, I think. I think a lot of people will vote for him. I think he's been excellent. He's been solid. He has made players round about him better. And you look that I think he's played a big part in the fact that they have only lost 19 goals. He is 24 years of age, Mark Wilson. And already, this spell at Celtic, he's played more games for Celtic than he's played for anyone else. Is that right? Oh, in his right, career. Okay. Um, you know, loan spells at Sheffield United, Nipswich and Swansea and Stoke and Luton and Bournemouth. So already at Celtic, he's played more more games mm. than, than he has. So he's, he's still relatively inexperienced. Is that maybe encouraging that you know if you've seen him get better this season, is he still very much on an, an upwards trajectory? Think, still learning, yeah, still getting better. I think so. I think the more games you play, obviously the more comfortable you are in your surroundings, the better you get. I think that's. That's um, more true with a centre half, um, but you can see the attributes are there. You know, uh, uh, you can see he's quick and he's strong, and uh, like I say, he's good on the ball. Everything you really need to be to be a successful Celtic centre half. Now I'm not comparing him to Virgil Van Dijk before anybody, you know, it, it says he's no Virgil yeah. Van Dijk. Twitter is about to accuse <laughs> you. I know. Comparing However, him to Virgil Van Dijk. Just Virgil, don't do it. Don't mention uh, them in the same yeah. sense. Well, Virgil Van Dijk was young, and he was all. That I just said there He was quick He was strong He was good So you're comparing him and Celtic. Sounds like he's comparing yeah. him doesn't So I compare him act here <laughs> Compare dot com I Compare dot Carter The point I was making He was young in Celtic <laughs> Moved him on Played European campaign Played in Champions League Celtic moved him on For a much higher fee Carter Vickers I think Is a prime 
Candidate for that kind of role He'll come in He'll strengthen the team For that Champions League football If yeah. ever I heard one I think he's I, I think it's a case of He's dug such a big hole For himself He can't get out And out He may as well <laughs> do <laughs> it He is no Virgil van Dijk I mean to say <laughs> I'm in Virgil I wish I didn't say that Why Tom, did I get Virgil on my <laughs> Thomas I feel I feel like way back Thomas a few months ago People were talking about You know that the The wheels started rolling On the Carter Vickers And Jota stuff And just do it, do it now, sign them And it maybe went a little bit quiet Is that something you'd like to see um, You know, as a, as a matter of urgency A matter of priority once the league's wrapped up If it gets wrapped up, of course I mean, I mean ever since you come in I mean, the, the two of them, not just Carl Vickers But uh, Yota's just absolutely on fire You know, I mean, you've seen him in Saga Or it was in Johnston But the, the, the touches and the, the, the classes You just see it And I, I see, I've been getting it to them for at least I don't know what ten, eleven million for the term. I think I think that's a no-brainer because I say Carter Vickers has, has definitely come in and, and stabilised that defence. Yeah, that, I mean, t- if you think twelve million for those two players, the difference have made. You know, not just to the team, but see the fans as well. The fans play a big part. See when the fans take to these players and and Jota probably in particular. Do you get, compare him to? Um, You've got somebody in mind then Luis Figo <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Johnson R- Ronaldo He's come at a young age Portuguese <laughs> <laughs> He's getting the right manager Ah clean me alone I know you said this Tuesday I usually I usually meet in the dinner At this point in the kitchen uh, Listening to you and Roger is it, is it true That a Portuguese journalist Got in touch with you today and I, I, No this is serious By serious? the way you thought this was some I, sort of joke, yeah, no, no. Yeah. A Portuguese journalist, I am reliably informed, got in touch with Mark Wilson today to ask him to do an interview about Jota. <laughs> presumably so, not. So, presumably not in Portuguese. No, no, I had to do it in my best kind of Steve McLaren voice recording. No, back um, uh, So if anybody's in the Algarve On holiday for Easter <laughs> Pick up the paper in the morning <laughs> Sitting in your Celtics Mark Wilson will be in there yeah. What a shock you would get Imagine on holiday Go and pick up the oh, It would just be some website or something. Oh, You don't even know, make it to uh, No, surely it'll be a, a main I mean, exactly. in Portugal. Com- I better be Did you compare him to a young Ronaldo coming over Young Figo at Rui Costa he reminds me You I know said, coming uh, over right club right manager you know <laughs> playing very well That's exactly <laughs> what I said <laughs> <laughs> You just ticked all the boxes <laughs> Thank you Thomas on the line it's the usual number to get in touch we heard from Ross who was on his way to the B Game Celtic B against Rangers B this evening at Celtic Park The teams are out for that one Lots of uh, talented youngsters on show for both sides And some names of course we've seen involved with the the first teams Celtic's number 7 is a certain Karamoko Of course mm. has been talked about since he was 13 He's a good bit older than that now And he's still uh, doing his stuff there He's in the B team It's Owen Moffat isn't it? Yeah I'm never going to forgive Hugh Keevans <laughs> for that Because I know that it's Owen Moffat <laughs> What did he call him? He, he, he got it wrong one day and Yeah His mum And his mum phoned oh, his in His mum wasn't happy His mum phoned, phoned in Because Hugh got his name wrong That's brilliant. But whatever I've now gone from knowing it Easily As you would To yeah. I get scared every Question time I say it In case I get yeah. it wrong Hugh's like Mrs. Mrs. Moffat sits by the phone I <laughs> uh, go Go Just have a go Johnny have a Kenny go, my boy's name Kenny's in the team as yep. well He was a, a recent signing Celtic fans he? actually want a glimpse of him actually So tonight's the night Vata Son of Oh, by the way, some of the goals he scores at that level, incredible. Son of Rudy. Uh, unfortunately, 
Rangers fans Still no Alec Lowry So that injury I assume uh, Continues Maybe interesting to see no You know Leon King So I guess Maybe part He's of the first, first team, team squad Yeah, yeah. Um, I know these guys tend to fly anyway Don't they But um, And be part of it Weston scored a lot of goals Up front for Rangers this season um, So I'm sure Rangers fans Going along will be expecting McCann um, In the number 10 as well So I'm sure lots of Lots of talking points to come out of that one And if you're going along tonight Give us a call tomorrow Let us know who catches the eye But in the meantime Let's see if either of you two can catch the eye on this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It probably need to be catch the ear Really wouldn't it on Beat the Pundit But anyway if you fancy taking on Gordon DL Or Mark Wilson tonight It's 0141 951 1025 And you have to get your call in before 7 o'clock So if you're up for it Let's hear from you now And your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here It's 0141 951 1025 And we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, we've got Celtic B against Rangers B tonight Should be an interesting one for anyone Who manages to go along or watches on We'll go to Hamden soon and get team news Ahead of a huge night for Scotland women's national team as well But before we do any of that Get your calls in and we'll also play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time how would you feel about playing on a Tuesday? Do you think I would throw you minus off? Odd, uh, think quite so. odd. Minus one. I'd be that's minus true. one. If you're yeah. in Roger Hanna's spot, uh-huh. that's where he stands. Whoever's there on a Tuesday has to start on minus one. That's that's the rule. Yeah. Right. Could you handle that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, you, the level of the, the cores. Right. Yeah. Let's get the caller on. We'll, we'll tell right away if we can go minus one. I think you had a bit of a nightmare last night, didn't he? <clears> mm. On beat the pundit. I'm sure he did. Uh, it was. Oh no, it was a. No, I scraped a 2-1 win actually well, That was right. It was the caller well done, that had the nightmare See, That's what I said, the level of the yeah, caller Let's hear who we I said on. to the caller last night Are you good? Do you rate yourself? And he went, aye mm. And then he got one <laughs> And it was <laughs> They're always so cocky And I think oh, the one he got on. was a A 50-50 <laughs> Anyway uh, Callum's in Irvine You Ooh. sound like a good Beat the pundit standard Callum Do you fancy your chances? Ah, that's my chances I against these two guys, eh? Yes, oh, I, like that. Yeah, I, like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like it. Heads, it will be Mark Wilson. Tails, it will be Gordon Diel. And it is tails. It's Gordon up against. See, even on even if Mark's here on a Tuesday, it's still always you. Yeah. Uh, Callum up. Callum up against Gordon. Ready? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to support you. Thanks, Come on, Daz. I'm going to this guy a do. Aye, get Cal. You better hang up or lose your signal. Right, I'm going to give you some Clyde too, so you can spare us those terrible jokes. Uh, right, Callum, 30 seconds. Just answer as many as you can. And if you don't know, pass quickly and we'll move on to the next one, okay? Yep, okay, mate. Good no man, way. 30 seconds then, starting now. In what month did Kyogo last score a league goal? December. Who scored Rangers' only goal the last time they won a Scottish Cup final? Boyd Name any of the last two Motherwell players To score over 20 league goals In one season Michael Higdon Which SPFL side Are nicknamed the Blue Toon uh, Pass Name the last team To win the Scottish Cup Who were not in the top flight At the time uh, Pass Who's the Inverness manager uh, Billy Dodds 
Okay, let's bring back Gordon DL. Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not having good vibes for my partner over in the corner. I want him to win. I want him to win. Do you think but he's up I think I only you? got one there. I think. Oh God! Right, come on then. Okay, same set of questions, shall we? Yeah, go. In which month did Kyogo last score a league goal? November. Who scored Rangers' only goal the last time they won a Scottish Cup final? Uh, Morelos. <laughs> name any of the name any of the last two Motherwell players to score over twenty league goals in one season. Louis uh, Moult. Which SPFL side are nicknamed the Blue Toon? Uh, Cowdenbeath Name the last team to win. The, name the last team to win the Scottish Cup who were not in the top flight at the time. Uh, Ross Cooney. Who's the Inverness manager? Uh, Billy Dodge. Blue Toon <laughs> It's Peter Head isn't it How thankful are you About that last question Did I scrape Tell me Because I'm ready To give it Double barrel To that Callum <laughs> Callum <laughs> Do you think You've done enough I think it's Close I'm going to be a draw In which month Did Kyogo Last score a league goal You went November Callum went December It was the 2nd of December Callum gets it It goes 1-0 <laughs> in front <laughs> It was against What did you say there? Away for the mic Because <laughs> I have read them Unbroadcastable I wasn't, wasn't complimentary <laughs> <laughs> Who scored the last go- the, Who scored Rangers only goal The last time they won a Scottish Cup final? Morelos no, Was it Levencrantz or something? Novo Nacho Novo no. I've heard from him on tonight's show Did he get that? He didn't get it oh, he Thank didn't. God you're hopeless Carl It's 1-0 Name any of the last two Motherwell players To score over 20 league goals In one season You had the choice of Michael Higdon Which Callum got And John Sutton <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who has zero again am I? Well, See the thing is You've got none so far He was going to say He was going to say Volt <laughs> as well <laughs> I, see his mouth I, he to say Volt. I couldn't remember Higdon well, John I, Sutton or Michael Higdon Oh no well, What's the next question? Which SPFL side are nicknamed the Blue Toon? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's Peter Head Just in case MD wants to know What did I say Couldn't be it That's the Blue Brazil Blue Brazil The Blue Tunes Peter Head Jim McAnally That's, <laughs> Can I get that? No Absolutely not it, Still on zero here He's Still on zero Oh Billy Dodge You saved me here Name the last team To win the Scottish Cup Who were not In the top flight At the time Callum Have you just erased This day from your memory? I know it now I remember it now Sadly Tell him Hibs Hibs Rangers They were both Ah, oh, was that the game? I know you were. Oh, was um, a, Callum, just to let you know, it was a good game. Um, <laughs> this is oh. the, this is a good game for Callum because That's he's two 0 up. Oh, he's absolutely cruising. Left. Uh, the Inverness Cali manager. At least you didn't get a zero. You got Billy Dodds, but Callum got it as well oh, and wins three one. Callum, let him have it. Okay, Callum, on you go. Deserve it you get Daz, Dazzy boy Deserve okay. it you get Right the best is it <laughs> oh, oh, All talk is always All talk is always like that <laughs> <laughs> quite yeah, yeah. Oh yes Well Callum Well played You played very well Thank you very much <laughs> Callum doesn't like you You Callum, can just tell you his voice see, I'd love to see his face Well it's not his face Callum It's the It's the hand gestures That yeah, you want I'm to worry you about big, I'm giving you the big applause That camera's on by the way <laughs> oh, <is laughs> The camera's on <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you That'll be on Twitter tomorrow Callum well done Sign ball's on its way Good ah, man. It's 2 in a row I've lost Brilliant Well done Callum and Irvin 
Dad don't know but I should have known that it's, Do you know what Right I'm not what? I'm not making excuses gonna, Every time Every time Every time Chris. that no. Wee guy in there Is in the booth I struggle For some reason I told you Can't stand the guy <clears throat> I Callum, don't even know Callum, what he's doing in this building. Before we let you go, I'm getting sick of his excuses. Let's talk football. Welsh are on the on the line, Callum. I know you're a Rangers fan. What are you expecting on Thursday? I'm expecting a big performance. Uh, hopefully, use the crowd to our advantage. Um, I think you start fast, like we've been doing in Europe. Um, hopefully, take it for there. Get an early goal and put the tie to bed. Hopefully yeah, a lot of Sunday. A lot yeah. of talk about a lot of talk. Sorry, a lot of talk about Sunday past. You know and. Kamal Roof's hat-trick and Stephen Davis playing and, and some of the youngsters did you see anything there that gives you a bit more hope a bit more confidence than what you had last week? I don't see Davis starting on Thursday um, I see him possibly starting on Sunday if anything um, I, I see Roof starting um, I don't Sakala through the middle just doesn't do it for me so Roof be a bit of target man um, Lundstrom Jack hopefully if that Ramsey starting in the number 10 role um, have enough firepower to get a couple of goals Yeah if we're talking about Sunday Gordon It, it was almost a Not going to say a no win for Rangers But you know, any, anything less than a win Would have just been met with A, a furious reaction yeah, from, from the Rangers fans So you know, for to tick a few boxes To get some players playing To get a hat-trick for Kamar Roof to, to rebuild a bit of confidence Was it all sort of job done on, yeah. on those fronts? Yeah and I'm I'm delighted Callum's turning to Jose Mourinho there For his team talk um, No I, I think um, I think it was I think it was important for Roof To be quite honest with you Because I said earlier in the show At the start of the show tonight Gordon I was a bit I fancy Rangers strongly on Thursday night I really do Home advantage It's only one goal But my big concern was they, I wasn't confident in the way they were playing through the middle They tried Roof Against Celtic Didn't work Sakala Didn't work The way they were playing Balls up They didn't have a shot uh, Against Praga But I've seen signs of Roof I think Roof just needs game time I think he's a decent player I think he can score goals Like he he showed in uh, Sunday Yes everybody will have the same opinion Well it's St Mern Blah 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 Whatever But you've still got to Put the ball in the back of net I think Roof was a stick on to play on Thursday night He's gone in a hat trick under his belt, full of confidence. I fancy Rangers strongly Thursday. Okay, Mourinho, happy with that? Sounds good to me. Off you pop then. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Callum. That was Callum and Irvin. Um, Mark, he, you know, he has a bit about himself in terms of confidence. Not Callum, Callum Kamaru. You know, after the game, saying, "Don't think I've got anything to prove. Think I've proved it already." Right. I, I, you know what? I, I heard his comments and. I think he's quite right because he's came to Rangers, he's scored plenty of goals. You know, they, they were talking about players dipping in form earlier. He's he's no different. He takes a dip in form and of course everybody misses Morelos. He has to carry that weight in his shoulders and when he doesn't instantly score then the criticism came his way. So I quite like that, uh, him coming out and saying, look, I've, I've been here a while, I've scored goals, I've proved myself and I'm happy to do it again. And uh, he showed on Sunday but it's going to have to be a big performance um, this week Braga if he starts which I'm pretty sure he will I'm, I, I think he'll start both games and Rangers fans will expect goals from him that's the thing that might be the next challenge for him though you know, it's one thing about you know form and goals and the way you contribute to the team he has had you know niggling injuries in his, his time at Rangers can you go Sunday Thursday Sunday well, he, at the he, moment 
I think he's got to The team's relying on him This is where he's got to stand up To the, the mark Morelos has been so reliable With his fitness throughout the years at Rangers That it's hard to, to get to that stage But Roof, that's the next step for him Yeah, I agree I, I think that if he's fit Look, he's, he is a quality player He's the best option <clears throat> He likes to play off the side He's not a an out-and-out out number nine But he'll have to fit in there And it showed at the weekend If you give him the right quality And he's there He'll put the mm. ball in the back and he can score goals, Gordon. Yes, yeah, goals pr- return is, is excellent, yeah, isn't it? Compared not, to the minutes he's been on the pitch. Yeah, you wouldn't say he's a prolific goal scorer, but he'll get his fair share of goals, season in, season out. Um, he just needs the right service. I think if Rangers play to his strength, then they've got a great chance on Thursday night to go through um, against Braga. Okay, we mentioned we've got a Celtic B against Rangers B game tonight, which will be fascinating. But the big one is at Hamden for Scotland women's national team. Pedro Martinez Losas, Pedro Martinez Losas side, I should say, uh, trying to cause a major shock. It was an eight 0 defeat last time. I tell you what, I won't steal Gabriel's thunder too much because he's at Hamden. He's got the teams and build up to kick off in that one. Thousands of fans are streaming into a sodden Hamden Park to see Scotland take on Spain in tonight's World Cup qualifier. The reverse fixture back in November last year was an 8-0 hammering of the Scots. Now, I spoke to midfielder Carolyn Weir yesterday. She believes that the team can put internal disputes with the SFA behind them and make up for November's humiliation in tonight's return tie. Manager Pedro Martinez Losa has had over a week of training with the team, a real chance to get his ideas across. We know that time is so precious to national team coaches. and He believes his side are in a different place from last year when they last faced Spain. Well, they are unbeaten in their last two matches and they've made five changes since their last outing, which was a penalty shootout victory over Hungary back in February. In goal, you've got Lee Alexander. Lisa Evans plays right back. Sophie Howard and captain Rachel Corsi are in the centre of defence with Nicola Doherty on the left-hand side. Three in the middle will be Sam Kerr and Carolyn Weir with Erin Cuthbert just in front of them. Claire Emsley and Martha Thomas are out wide with Abby Harrison playing striker on the bench. You've got Edie Beattie, Clark Graham, Fife Ross, Arthur Murray, Cleland Cummings and Arnott. Now tonight's opposition Spain are arguably the best side in Europe right now and one of the favourites for the European Championships this summer. They're unbeaten in 20 games. They won every match they played in 2021 without losing a goal. They'll officially qualify for the World Cup if they win tonight. They are made up by the bulk of the all-conquering Barcelona team spearheaded by Ballon d'Or winner Alexia Puteas who starts in midfield. Should be a cracking game here this this evening kickoff is at 7.35 7.35 not too far away then at Hamden for Scotland women's national team up against Spain this evening uh, let's hear from Caroline we are ahead of that one I think we learned a lot from that game I think it feels like a long time ago even though it was only in November but I feel like the squad is in a, a different place I think going into that game we probably had a little bit too much fear maybe too much respect for Spain we know they're a top side there's no doubt about that they've got some of the best players in the world they're a good side but I think we need to be better at the, the things we, we can be better at you know being a little bit more aggressive putting them under more pressure uh, which I think we, we maybe didn't do enough of in Spain so these are the games you want to play in you're, you're challenging against the best players in the world we know we've, we're, we're in the middle of a process I suppose of, of trying to play a certain way and and trying to work on a number of things. So, yeah, what better challenge than to play one of the best teams out there? But, you know, we're also focusing on ourselves and, and what we can do to to play well and improve off the last result. Um, so, yeah, we, we obviously respect Spain, but we want to focus on our processes and and go out there and, and uh, put on a, a proud performance. 
So not going to be an easy task 8-0 to Spain The last time the sides met Caroline Weir there Saying Scotland are, are better now Have come a long way They're going to have to come A very long way Mark You would imagine mm, yeah. And it's been a strange build up Hasn't it We saw Last week A sort of coordinated attempt On Twitter From Scotland women's players Sort of complaining About the way tickets Were being sold for this game The Scottish FA Basically said You've You've got this wrong This is the way we sell tickets For every game Including the men's games We always release sections at a time And everybody who needs a ticket Will get one And then the, the, the women's camp Rachel Corsi the captain Saying yeah but you know there, There's other things We feel like There are inequalities Between the way we're treated And, and other teams within the association So um, Can that stuff be pushed to one side It doesn't seem like an ideal build up to a big game No, certainly not for a World Cup qualifier You certainly don't want that going on In the lead up to such an important game And if the Scotland women's team You know, feel that there's issues there That need to be addressed And they're being unfairly treated They've every right to stand up for it The ticket thing was a wee bit of a strange one for me Because the SFA, of course, comes back and says This is the way we do it for every game If it's a quality that you want Well, here it is but there's obviously underlying issues there that they aren't happy with. And when that's hanging over your head, when you've got Spain coming to town, not ideal. So the quicker it's resolved, the better for all involved, I feel. Uh, 01419511025, that's the number you need. Gabriel's there at that game. He'll keep us up to speed on anything that happens. And of course, you'll see uh, the reaction on our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. In the meantime, we will give you a chance to get your calls in. Now is a good time to do it. So let's hear from you what is on your mind Tonight maybe you want to change the subject completely From what's been happening on the line so far So pick up the phone and let us know And they'll get a full time teaser up and running for these two next This one is going to scramble your tiny wee brains, mm. trust me Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson is in on a Tuesday He's alongside Gordon DL And they're both waiting for you to get in touch So it's 0141 We're going to kick off very soon In the Celtic B against Rangers B game We'll kick off soon In the Scotland women's game against Spain as well So we'll keep an eye on them In the meantime get your calls in We've been building up to Rangers game in Europe Reflecting on the weekend as well Post split fixtures are out all the talking points, anything else you've got. If you want to change topic, now is the time. 01419511025. Great teaser for you tonight. And I'm sorry to tell you, Mark, the, Tuesday. the standard's different on a Tuesday because it's usually uh, Roger Hanna. So you're not getting off the hook. No easy questions right. tonight. Uh, John Smith has sent this one and it is tough. Can <laughs> you name, name six players? We're looking for the six players who have got over 140 English Premier League appearances I've cut this question down for you You can hear me thinking on my feet <laughs> yeah. Because some of the answers are too difficult for you Yeah Six players More than 142 140 He's making this up I'm not More than 140 <laughs> English Premier League appearances right. And they've played for a team in Scotland But that team is no longer in the top flight Oh what Wow, right, okay <sighs> That should cover it Aye. So six players, over 140 English Premier League appearances mm -hmm. And they've played for a team in Scotland But that team is no longer in the top flight Kyle but, they have, but, but they have been in the top flight Kyle Lafferty, Lafferty. No Alumbu Yes Good shout, Daz Wow Wow Oh, I'm impressed I am impressed Show me your working there Kamarnock, Celtic, he went 
Kilmarnock Celtic but, but he'd Who else did he play for? Aston Villa down no, south No he didn't play for Aston Brom. Villa at all uh, West Brom West Brom Yeah, yeah Norwich. Norwich Yeah well uh, Hold on a minute There's no way in the world I could have googled that I didn't see you <laughs> Stephen well, Whitaker. No No Is he still kicking about Dan Fairman? No Ah he's a coach Yes oh, Right okay uh, But that uh, is Stephen Whitaker not one? So basically Just to make it even more confusing I think these guys have to be the, the For this For the clubs that we're talking about They're like the They're the English Premier League Record appearance holder For Kilmarnock Or for Do you know what I mean? No So no one's ever got more English Premier League appearances And has played for Kilmarnock Than Yusuf Malumbu Right okay. Yeah 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 I've got yeah. that I've got So that. there are no other Kilmarnock ones Oh right Okay Right okay um, that opens the door up. <laughs> um, and he's he's like say Lee Bullen is no, no, no he no, he, no. Uh, air, he never he's the manager as well. Yeah. No. I knew that was going to be nonsense. So <laughs> be I could just you <laughs> see him. You could see the it. nonsense thinking as we go along. Yeah, it was it was good to watch. This, this is when I really do miss Roger. Phone Roger. That's it. Can we contact Roger in any way? Phone a friend. You cannot. But you listen, you've got one already. You've only got five to get. Yeah, and I got that. Um, um. Right, there must be somebody. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Schmeichel. Show me your working. Falkirk. Yes. Whoa, there you oh, go. Oh, right, okay, sorry. I'm, um, what about uh, James McCarthy? No MacArthur MacArthur yes. Yeah Right we're on there oh, oh, That's easy, easy. You're Forget halfway Hannah. there Except Delete Hannah's name Never get the next three No Nope Sorry Never Never Ever Ever And one of them maybe But the other two Forget it Right okay. uh, By the way if you want to send a question in Just like John Smith has It's full time At Clyde1.com It's full time At Clyde1.com um, It's been a You know quite a Busy weekend Reflecting on Teams that made it to the top six didn't make it to the top six. You notice Aberdeen today have terminated the Jet. Jets contract. Mark yeah. Wilson. He became a favourite on the show. Any man who's confident enough to have Jet on the back of his strip deserves was, to be spoken about. I was he's really gone ho- to Aberdeen. Now it was on beat the pun, didn't he? Uh, he signed a two-year deal. He's got a year left. He scored just once, and they've terminated his deal. Jim Goodwin is not holding back in no. the preparations for next season. No, nope, not hanging about. And Andy Considine, the Jet, Michael Devlin. I quite I quite Scott like Brown. the way yeah quite like the way he's doing it because you don't get long um in management and if you've got players there that you don't fancy at a big club like Aberdeen a club obviously has to be transformed they have to get back to where they were or resembling something close to what they were and Jim's had a look at these players remember not only as the Aberdeen manager but as an opposition manager coming up against them he's obviously seen their weaknesses and played against them and he's some of these players He'd, he's seen them in the flesh and thought it's exactly what I thought when I was playing against you's not good enough and why would you keep them about the club then so Jim has to form that team and he's something some reflection of himself and he obviously sees his players not being part of that and look it may be harsh but if the board back him enough if they believe in him then obviously these players have to come to some financial agreement as well it's the right thing to do if, if he doesn't want to take them along with them um, But it goes to show you It's going to be a big rebuild In the summer The board have to then back him To replace his players So it'll be a big window For him coming up And a big pre-season For him 
Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Jim's got a massive job there. If you look at the start of his um, tender up there, he's he's found it difficult. And I think that Saturday's result was a sore one for him, especially at home, Gordon, um, against Ross County, who have been absolutely brilliant. But you're expecting Aberdeen with an opportunity to be in the top six with that big, what, with 15,000 in at Pataudry, you know, the red shed bouncing, as Dave would say. I've got to, I've got to, I think that Aberdeen were disappointed. There are uh, players that have to go. He's looked at his coaching staff as well. Quite right. If, uh, look, you, if you're going a bit fall by the sword, do it in your own terms. Get your p- people you want in, get the uh, staff you want in, get the players you want in, then you obviously take your chances from there. It's got to be a big mm. season for Jim Nix. The only thing I will say is, he's got to make sure he gets a few points on the board. Because, you know, he's not sitting pretty in this league as, as we speak. I don't think they will be in relegation, but they've got to get a few points on the board quickly. Did you see that tweet from Pai and Bovril this morning? Did you see that? No. I was... Out, outlining the records of all the new managers. Now, you know, clubs get to oh, a, point, seen... a point in the season. They're having a, a difficult time. So they sack the manager. They change the manager and you hope for the bounce. You always yeah. hear about this new managerial bounce. So Pai and Bovril had, you know, Calculated it all out And talking about all the new managers Mark McGee 0% win rate so far Played 8 uh, Drawn 4 Lost 4 So mm. 4 points uh, Jim Goodwin 14% win rate Played 7 Won 1 of them Sean Maloney Played 15 Won 3 Stephen Robinson Played 7 Won 1 uh, So collectively 5 wins between them Across 37 Ooh. attempts The new manager bounce Doesn't exist this gone. season Yeah It's gone And of course, that's what all boards want and, and chairmen want. When they sack someone, they want instant success or a turnaround. Uh, it's not been the case this year. It's been quite a strange league this year. Uh, you know, we looked at that top six, the battle for the top six. It's not went in the way a lot of people would have expected it. So just goes to show you, the fans, be careful what you, you wish for. Aberdeen fans wanted McInnes out. You know, Hibs fans wanted Jack Ross out. Um... You know, it's it's a difficult job mid-season going in as a manager to put your stamp in things, and it's been proved with the stats there. What's going on here? When I'm speaking, he's he's making faces at me. What do you make of that? Those stats that that we read there from Brian Borrell. It's Gordon. It's been an incredible season to wars the top six. The 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 drama we had here on Saturday, and you're looking at. Teams that so many teams that could have made it in that top six. Livingston missed out a couple of minutes to the benefit of Motherwell. You had Aberdeen at home. Looking All forward to getting Marvin Bartley's thoughts tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he'll be a happy camper. But um, I've got to say, uh, I think I think the standard of after fourth, after third, sorry, down the way needs to improve for me. I, 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 I. I know that we can look at I'm going to take my, my own club here and I'm brilliant there in the top six but everybody looks at the full season yet yeah, we look at that of course we do but you get four, four points since January and you go into the top six with two minutes the stats are there for the new managers coming in you're looking for better than that for me and and I'm not, I, I've not been critical of their game I just think that we can get better and I hope that we do you look at guys that are just in the job I think that for instance, Maloney coming under pressure at Hibs. He needs a summer. Mm. Stephen Robinson probably come under a little bit of pressure already at St Mern. He needs a summer. 
Jim has already started doing work at Aberdeen this summer So there's a lot of work to be done in the summer And I'm hoping for a big improvement uh, Let's bring in James and Barmullock And see what his point is tonight, James How you doing now, Pamela? It's my first time caller, so he's going to be gentle Oh, not a problem Listen, these two don't have it in them to be too critical James, people in glass houses and all that What What is your point tonight? Well, my, my, my point is that it's about uh, the VAR coming into Scottish football mm-hmm. It's just I really don't I don't I don't think it's a, a good thing at all. Uh, if you speak to an English fan, they, they just they don't want to celebrate when a goal's been scored. They just took the passion out of the game. There's just there's a lot that goes with it. And another thing, none of the referees are professionals either. So who's going to be overseeing the VAR? It's just there's a lot of negatives I think that goes with it. What is the main thing that you don't like about it? Is it the uncertainty when a goal goes in? No, ju- not just that. But even even seeing you slow down, I. I like, I like to say a tackle, a, slide, a sliding tackle. Mm-hmm. But when you slow that down, it looks ten times worse. It's like a knockout in boxing. If you slow that down, and you look at it, it looks a lot worse than it, mm-hmm. but it actually was. You know what I mean? So that that that, that is undeniably true, Mark. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly led even before we even get to VAR the replay culture that that we've got now, thanks to you know great TV coverage, and then they get shared on social media. It does make. Almost every bad tackle You can build a case For it being a red You know we, we prefer to talk about Scottish football But because the examples Are there You look at the Was it Fabinho At the weekend He caught Bernardo Silva On the ankle did he Yeah yeah. You see, right. see just in real time It's just a yellow all day Of course It's just a yellow all day long And in fact I think Dermot Gallagher said On Sky That that is a yellow No mm-hmm. doubt about it But there's a real Campaign about that potentially being a red because you do slow it down. Of course, you see studs connect with ankle. You forget for a second that these things happen in a contact sport, and everyone starts clamouring for it to be a red. Well, that's where our referees have to referee like they've always done that. I mean, VAR's brought in for clear and obvious mistakes to rectify. So things like that, you know, the referee got it right on the day, and and we'll have many of those. We'll, mm. we'll have rerun after rerun But the referee on the day has to referee Like he's always done um, I, I mean but for the, the clear decisions Even in that game You know in real time in that Man City Liverpool game Where is it Sterling scores mm. You know you're thinking That that looked to go But it's the right decision He's offside So that's what what's brought in for yeah. And in terms of training The referees you know Gordon You did the piece with them They've been training for mm. a good bit now how to use this technology It won't be perfect There will still be grey It's not, it's areas, not just them You know there will be Other, other staff know, Replay yeah. operators mm-hmm. and so on that, that work for Hawkeye The company that are implementing I can I can, I can under, uh, understand James' point of view I really do um, Matt's right It's going to benefit the referees It's going to help It's going to make A lot of decisions Correct Gordon But for the Players that score the goals For the mm. supporters For the coaches And as it's getting to a stage where you're frightened to celebrate do you, think, do you think that does happen? I kind of can't make my mind up on it I feel like obviously there are some examples When maybe they, they look a bit reluctant If they think Yeah, you know, if, if they feel there's been something obvious I looked at, was it the, well, Braga when they scored last week Everybody was going crazy They just assumed, you know yeah. They didn't take anything mm-hmm. away from the celebration And it then got ruled out Is it... I don't know, do you think that definitely is a factor? I, 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 100%, especially for supporters as well Because you're caught up in that moment And like St. Mark said there A Manchester City-Liverpool game Probably City win that They'll, they'll probably go and win the league Keeps Liverpool in it But also correct in the fact that it was the right decision But the supporters are away They're celebrating They're forgetting about VAR 
Um, but I can understand James from a supporter's point of view. If I was going along to watch it, I would take VAR. I really would. Um, mm. Well, it... I, I was speaking to somebody who was at the a game at Liverpool, and they said uh, it was the game that the, a couple of weeks ago the penalty get given at home at Anfield, and there was a good few minutes where they didn't actually know what's going on because, of course, when you're watching it on TV, someone's live on TV, you, yeah. someone's telling you, and you're watching the split screen. But when you're at the game. You don't actually have any clue what you're watching. The Rangers fans in you know the latter stages of Europe have been lucky enough to experience it. My only personal experience was at Hamden when Lyndon Dyke scored against Israel. Of course, and, so you were. Yeah, uh, I thought it was great that night. I thought it was brilliant because you know it, yeah, the it went for us, and um, there was something about it. But whether that was just a one-off, and a, like I say, the, the decision goes your way. James, do you think that's a side of it that's being? Overlooked, you know, clubs will vote. It's a week today, by the way. That's why, you know, I thought your call was important tonight because a week today, the clubs will vote on this. No one really asks the fans what they feel about it, do they? No, they don't. Certainly don't. No, but I think they're, they're probably all going to vote it, vote for it to bring it in. Obviously, because I think the referees obviously want it as well. But as far as I'm concerned, I think it's just going to take the passion right out of the game. It's already perfect as it is. It's like it's like a beautiful woman, isn't it? You don't you don't change. You didn't. You need makeup or. Lip fillers are it and to look good. Wow, uh, James, I must admit, I was just so worried. <laughs> so terrified about where that was going. I'll pick this one up, James. <laughs> Even more terrified. Stop it. Please, please, please. Just no, let's just not go there at all. Especially you two in here. I just I don't trust you. James. James. I've never is. seen his face go in that colour. He's gone. Oh, oh, who's no. ever compared VR to that? <laughs> That's a new one <laughs> Live radio way Can't beat it um, I'm glad Well Until 30 seconds ago I was glad James had phoned in About VR Because like I say It is a week today The vote um, And friend of the show Stephen McGowan Had a, a really good piece In the mail today If you saw it You know With some Some great detail Mark about the SPFL uh, Looking for A sponsor For VAR mm. In an attempt To obviously lower the cost of it Now all 42 teams Will vote Next Tuesday And Just a quick reminder We need 9 clubs From the Premiership To give it The thumbs up We need 8 From the Championship And we need 15 From Leagues 1 and 2 Combined mm. um, I feel like we're back In April oh, 2020 yeah. Aye, With the voting structure that. Um, yeah. So it's believed that, As you would That League Chiefs are Confident That, that it will get The thumbs up um, Like I say Stephen McGowan's written This piece today I'm in the mail And I thought what was quite interesting about it as well Talking about The cost I think maybe the the assumption Up until now is that It would just be split 12 ways That That's Kind of What you would So no where the league stand is it? But yeah they're Talking about you know Based on, on league placing So the yeah. team who wins the league Would pick up most of the uh, More of the bill The team in mm. second And so on And that way Pretty much everyone From sort of uh, is it third down or fourth down? Yeah, from from fourth down, that would then mean they actually end up paying less than they would if the costs were split yeah. equally. Now, let's be honest. Celtic Rangers are going to finish top two, mm-hmm. right, in whichever order. So if they have to pick up a couple of more percent of the cost, it's not going to make that much difference, is it? Is that, does that Shouldn't seem like a sensible yeah. way of Shouldn't doing it? Shouldn't really be an issue. Of course, you're always going to get someone who'll have a wee... Grump about it But I, I, I kind of see that Being a big issue And like I'll be amazed If it doesn't get voted through really? I mean we're far Far down the line In terms of training I, I also went through To Orium And had a wee glimpse of Behind the scenes of VAR And Very how the refs are doing it. it It was great And 
you know, it's not going to be perfect because the wee glimpse I got behind the scenes, the referees were looking at contentious decisions from abroad at the time and they had split the room that I was in with mm. the, the top referees. So they were trying to get a, a position where they draw a line in the sand and saying, this is what it's going to be. This is the decision we have to stick by. So they were so far down the line with that that I'd be amazed... I know it's the clubs that make the decision But I'd, I'd be amazed if the clubs want to be left behind Every top league in Europe has got it And we have to be consistent with that If your teams are going into European Football Champions League And Europa League and expected to deal with it there Then we have to be dealing with it every week uh, A week today, we should know Well, I don't know if we'll know the, the vote Look, Scottish football's history of getting the vote results And so I think we'll just we'll steer clear of that So I don't know if the result will be out by this time next week But the votes should be in and we'll look forward to whatever comes out So James, thank you for bringing it up tonight That was James and Barn Mullock Hopefully you'll call us back sometime uh, What about this teaser? Now it is a bit of a difficult one And to be fair to John Smith I've probably muddied the waters By trying to reduce some of the answers on it So we're looking for six players They've got more than 140 English Premier League appearances And they've played for a club That's no longer in Scotland's top flight but they need to be the record English Premier League appearance holder for that club. Mm. So it's not like we've got three guys from Hamilton here. We've got one from Hamilton. You've got one from Falkirk. You've got James MacArthur, Casper Schmeichel. You've got Yusuf Malumbu at Kilmarnock. What are you going for? Graham Dorns. For who? Norwich. No, but which? Which? Dunfermline. No. Dundee. But I'll be kind to you. Dundee are in the Premiership. So there. I'll be kind to you. Graham Dorns is on this list. Hold on where's So the, I can't I can't possibly deny you Right but where Where is he In the championship then It was a loan spell In 2005 At Partick Thistle Oh Oh no But no, I'll no, give no. you So basically No other former Partick Thistle player Has more English Premier League appearances Than Graham Dorrance that, That's the way to Mark, think about it is, well, is there a Clyde you? one in there Have Clyde ever been in the top flight Since 1990 Nope no. Okay Forget that Who are you going to go for I don't know. There, there was, there, uh, uh, there <laughs> That's must, a great starting just, point. Uh, yeah. plays with Danny Lennon. Um, there must be an hour goalkeeper in there with appearances. Give us a wee clue. Nah, you get two more attempts. Well, two more answers. We'll try and get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got the Scotland women's game underway We've also got the Celtic B against Rangers B game as well So I'll give you an update on them very soon But let's revisit this teaser And a reminder, if you want to send your questions in The address you need is fulltime at Clyde1.com They do not have to be as complicated as this, believe me This is super complicated because it's usually Roger Hanna on a Tuesday He's a bit of a saddle, bit of an anorak and we try and catch him out. The problem tonight is it's, well, it's, it's Mark Wilson. We'll get a hoodie in, not the anorak. It's taking his place. <laughs> so, so, um, we're looking for six players with more than 140 English Premier League appearances, and they've played for a Scottish club who's no longer in the top flight. But they must also be the record English Premier League appearance holder for that a Scottish club. club. So it's one pair club. So you've got like Hamilton's is James MacArthur. Falkirk's is Casper Schmeichel Kilmarnock's is Yusuf Malumbu Partick Thistle's is Graham Dorans. Did you get anything during the break? What What were you thinking? So it's teams that have been in the top flight since mm. 1990 But are no longer Yeah, we big, were chatting about it Big spenders back in the day We came up with uh, um, um, Gretna 
I should know that because I've been there a few times. Um, <laughs> non footballing purposes. For, for, for other businesses. Um, they signed a few big players. Well, they wouldn't necessarily have been big at the time. No, yeah, I remember going to. They'd a young. They'd a lad that played fullback. I think this guy's of your era, Mark Wilson, as well. Yeah. Um, um, right, you're both right I've got backs. it. I've got it. I've got it. Uh, is it something like Kevin Norton or something? You're thinking it's Kevin, Kevin McNaughton. No, by the way, no. did he's close. Kyle. Oh, that's it. Kyle, Kyle Norton. Yeah, oh, well done. 176 English Premier League appearances, and he's played for Gretna. See the last one, you'll never get it. The next one is almost a trick answer because he played so few games for this team up here. But we'll let it. We'll let it slide. Do what it gives the team. Give us some. Working time uh, yeah. yeah Well you've got Most of the other big ones You know you've got Your Partick, Kilmarnock Hamilton, Falkirk That'd be Dunfermline Yes I said Dunfermline earlier So you're looking for a guy Who's played for Dunfermline And has got hundreds Of English Premier League appearances He needs to have more English Premier League appearances Than any other Is he a centre forward By any chance I'm not telling you at this stage I think he is See if you get this Somebody's told you Because see, he barely see, played For Dunfermline Saul Bamba No Not that's uh, a great shout as well. By the way, who'd Bamba play? Oh, Hibs, wasn't it? Well, that doesn't matter. The boy Samson never played with Dunfermline, did he? Who? Is it Samson? Craig Samson? No, Samson. The goalie? Who am I thinking of? I've no idea. Not Samson. Aye, and Delilah. Who am I thinking of? Centre forward. Connor Salmon. Connor Salmon. Salmon. <laughs> he certainly cut his hair. Um, no. That was no. close. Uh, anyway, we'll get them before the end of the show. Uh, what have you made of this Celtic Rangers game been good. so far? Chances at both ends. Rangers' best chance of the game. Bad back pass through, one and one. And the boy tries to dink it over the goalkeeper. Celtic right up the other end and uh, almost scored. But by the way, the quality on the ball it has been terrific. The pace the game's been played at. The crowd are decent as well, which you would expect. I mean, being Easter holidays and that on a Tuesday night. Um, no, it's been really good. Yeah, yeah enjoyed it. Um, with Mark, I think it's been end to end. Both sides really having a go, Gordon. Great to see the young players. Do you know what? I think they'll enjoy more tonight playing at Celtic Park. You know, as a young player now in the Celtic B team, you go and play at these other uh, grounds in Airdrie, like say going to Airdrie and stuff like that. To actually be Celtic Rangers playing mm. at Celtic Park, and as Matt said, what helps? And we've all been there as a young kid. There's a decent enough crowd in, yeah, so strange it's a to big think night for them. Strange to think that some of these Celtic B-team players have been at Airdrie more than the former director of football at Airdrie ever was in his <laughs> time. Well, I don't know what he mentioned, but the highlights of a previous game was on and I says, our old stopping ground does, and he went, where? And I went, that's Airdrie Stadium. He says, oh, I thought that was Clyde. I mean, I got a bad for view, all I got, you Airdrie fans out there listening. I got, I got a bad view. Don't you dare... Scarred my name Airdrie I looked after Airdrie Very well Yeah you, I did you got, Yeah you're right You're right But you just didn't know the stadium Yeah Well I was busy I did do super scoreboard as well So um, You were spinning plates Rangers, Rangers have got a good opportunity here Oh it's a good save He always has been a good multitasker Hasn't he I must say uh, Yeah good save Rangers on the attack that time uh, Celtic playing themselves Into a bit of trouble And Rangers went on the attack I wonder it's if funny, Weston uh, had Maybe the chance to shoot a goal 
no pun eight. intended And he just tried to find a teammate in it sort of. He had a great chance Do you know another good thing Mark Just quickly I'm sure both managers or assistants Will be there tonight Taking that game in Watching And giving a bit of encouragement To the younger generation The way, the way Celtic play You can clearly see they're trying to Copy the first, copy team, the first yeah. team You know the way you just said there They played themselves into trouble It's the right back Trying to play a pass inside And they get caught out But they'll do it again Yeah Um also in the big game at Hamden It's still goalless between Scotland and Spain Early on actually Caroline Weir who we heard from That's a good result a, a so far yeah, A block off the line <laughs> Lee Alexander has been called into action I was going to say What do you think The psychological challenges Of going in against a team Who a few months ago beat you 8-0 How on earth do you go about getting belief That you can Turn that round <laughs> Yeah yeah, it's very difficult because obviously you know that team is a quality side. Um, you've just got to go out there, Gordon, perform to the best of your ability and hope that on the night that they have a poor, poor uh, game and you're at the top of your game and things go right for you. Home advantage. Is that enough to no, handle no, an eight-goal swing? No, mm. I think I think you'll need more than that, to be honest with you. But... Um, Look, it's it's a it's a big night for the the everybody concerned in Scotland. So they're playing Spain, they're a top top side. Um, so you've just got to mm. go out there and try and put yourself up against the best. Just on the subject of Scotland, did you notice today, Mark, a bit of <clears throat> I was going to say good news, which is not the right phrase at all, but the, the, making the best of a bad situation. Do you remember that friendly against Poland? Uh, where we were raising money for UNICEF's yeah. Ukraine appeal Scottish FA announcing today Half a million pounds raised So you, you'll remember I think it was a tenner from every ticket The Scottish yeah. and Polish FAs agreed um, 39,000 were there And then you know additional donations From sort of other people and sponsors And so on And so 500,000 pounds for UNICEF's Ukraine appeal And do you know what It was actually a cracking game as well it was, wasn't yeah. it? It wasn't just a Sort of boring friendly But an incredible gesture Obviously to start with the SFA But um, from the people who actually put their hands in their pockets To buy a ticket to go Want to support Scotland Said it on the night Because Steve Clark has got us in a good place That people want to see But when it's difficult for people to afford things at home In terms of their, their bills And their, their shopping bill Their food bill Their petrol bill To put their money uh, Hand in their pocket for money That they know is going to Ukraine Yeah, well done yeah, I hope it's not the floodgates opening. There's mm. only 14 minutes gone. Hermoso has scored a penalty for Spain, so oh. Scotland nil, Spain one. Is this when you start to get the fear then? Well, you it, see, when it you before. were saying about yeah. home advantage, that's okay. See, when you're a wee team and one of the big teams come and you've got a wee, you Don't know, a wee tiny ground, or we've got AstroTurf to play. You're playing in Hamden, a big open yeah. ground with perfect surface against a quality side. Oh, that's going to be a long evening. Yep, it could well be It could well be Still goalless 21 minutes gone Celtic B against Rangers B Tommy McIntyre and David McCallum uh, On the touch lines Trying to urge their teams on Been good opening Is your driving instructor? It, it certainly he Well, mm. he was a, I still a find that story, story amazing no. Did I you pass first time? No, no, I didn't actually, no, no. A few ropey moments along the way <laughs> Second, I'm sure you'll agree I'm, I'm an excellent driver now though 
I take I transport you safely. Oh no 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 no! I'll never forget the journey from Petardre. Ah, that was years ago. I had a contact lens issue. That yeah, was ropey. You put that the night. wrong ones in. What happened? You put oh, the wrong I, contact I lenses in. Can you get retrospectively? No, that, that was years and years ago. You put the wrong. No, you I, I, so I can't remember specific contact lenses for driving. I think I put um, oh, his wife's oh, contact lenses in. Some on my eyes. Oh, and what did they not work in your eyes? Well, it's a different prescription, oh. isn't it? Yeah, let I me tell you. Contact what do you mean? So hold on, you can. think every person just wears the exact same? I genuinely did. What? Aye, yeah. but some people are only only struggle to see a wee bit, and other people struggle to see a big bit. It's like glasses. Certainly didn't think of that I, I just thought I don't what, know this guy I would like to say something It's a Tuesday night You know Roger Hannah You have let yourself down there Seriously You have See have you never wondered Why some people wear big thick glasses And other people Aye wear, well, I will Have a look right, at I, him, I never, I never thought Let's stay to him Right <laughs> See his are thicker than mine Yeah <laughs> that, his is always I brings it back to Chris And Hugh's <laughs> are thicker than everybody's Yeah, yeah. I was I never crossed my mind That was a ropey journey That's all I'm going to say Really do struggle Glad here to be here When these two are in I must admit Glad to be here Next week. Um, Yeah I think he's probably Trying to shake that off Now and you know he's a, he's a serious football coach These days And you've just brought it back up So he won't be listening anyway Because he'll be on the That's <laughs> just like it's, a, it's quite an interesting yeah. transition Fred driving instructor yeah, to, He's obviously Semi-fit. good at instructing yeah, that's, that's his gig in life And he, 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 he Had the pleasure of taking Rangers In the semi-final So Got to hand it to a lad Living the dream You know I don't know What's his biggest highlight my three point turn Or yeah. this game at Celtic Park tonight yeah. uh, Right anyway Let's finish off We're looking for one more So basically you're looking for One more player Who's got more than 140 English Premier League appearances And he played with Pars And he's Dunfermline's record English Premier League appearance holder What makes any sense position gone Because we'll never get this right, Just give us help hey, out Come on it's Give a, us a clue It's almost a trick question Because I think he played once For Dunfermline Right okay What's his initials? N W Nigel Winterburn No What no, no Nathan. <laughs> That was a good guess Nathan. That was quick Nathan He also played for Livy If that helps But again not too many N-W. times Oh Neil No His main club down there Was Coventry And he played for Leeds Weather um, He played for Aberdeen as well Up here Wait, um, Weather Weatherspoon oh, what, right, what is going on here Just I'll put you out your misery Nathan gives his first name No. No, uh, no, no wheeling. wheeling No wheeling Yes We you got it You can't be celebrating that Behave yourself <laughs> Get yourself down to Specsavers Optical Express Aye. Black and Lazars Wherever you want Go and educate yourself Come back here on Thursday And see me alright <laughs> I can't believe you <laughs> know So many opticians <laughs> I've told you I've beaten them all <laughs> Black uh, and Lazars <laughs> Anyway Others are available um, We're back tomorrow Six o'clock Marvin Bartley Can't wait to get his thoughts On the top six And Simon Donnelly as well Callum Gallagher is up next